You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast, brought to you ad-free with the support of our patrons. Visit mashthosebuttons.com or stay tuned after the show for more details. Welcome to the Mash Those Buttons Show, where we cover the latest in games, community culture, and everything in between. Today, we are going to be talking about the Xbox Series family, priced and detailed. We're going to be talking about Ubisoft Forward September Showcase, and we're also going to talk about how some of the owners of Control were upgraded after all. This is episode number 21 And we are recording for the week of September 14th, 2020. My name is Jarrett, but you can call me Ja. And I am here with the games industry public defender and the scourge of Iron Forge, Nick Zelenkiewicz. Hey, how's everybody doing? How are you doing, Nick? uh, Let's talk about you for a second. How are you doing? I'm here. I mean, honestly, that that doesn't tell me much. It like, doesn't say much. No, bad, like. <laughs> um, no. I uh, I was telling you earlier that uh, what for the new WoW expansion, uh, th- they briefly said that it was going to require an SSD drive to be installed on your computer, and so I went out and I got one and I, I put it in uh, after a little bit of a, you know headaches and stuff with it, but uh, it all worked out. But then, uh, so I started. The, I booted up the game, running off my SSD drive, and I'm like, "Wow, this looks amazing!" It, it, like it looks better, it sounds better, and it's like no, it 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 can't. That doesn't make it. That's not what an SSD drive does. <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> so do that. like it was just pure. Like I was just going off pure placebo, and I, I think that was kind of nice actually. To you know, it's like I should just like open up and just make random changes to my computer that don't actually do anything in general, just to be like, oh hey, everything's running so much better now. And that's like extra powerful if you can do that to yourself. That's. That's jealousy inducing, Nick. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) If you can trick yourself. What does this switch do? Oh man, my graphics are so much better now. I just, (laughs) I just switched the monitors on my desk. I just reversed the order, and everything looks amazing. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Well, I'm happy you had that little spark of joy. You know, I got to take what I can get these days. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm actually, I'm a little bit disappointed in myself this week. Uh, I got a ton of work done at my nine to five. I got a ton of work of work done, uh, for the site, but I have not played anything I wanted to play. Really, really honest with you. Like I expected that by the time we came around to this show this week, I would be done with the control DLC. I am not done with the control DLC. I think I might be halfway through and it can't be that long. It's probably only a few hours. So I really just need to buckle down and get through it. And I like playing it too. It's just like every time I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to play the game. I, I don't have that much time, right? Like I only have an hour. I only have 90 minutes. And if I know if I get into the game, I'm sure there are checkpoints and stuff that I could just like hold up at, but I don't want to want to play for two hours, three hours. So I'm disappointed. I, I didn't play control. I think I only played an hour of horizon zero dawn. I did play Super Hot for the first time. 
Nice. I did play that for the first time. That's actually pretty cool. I I I've had it since it was released. It's one of those games. Like it's been in my library since it came out, and I just never played it. And now that I'm playing, I'm like, this is really good. I'm gonna have to come back to this. So it's it's got priority on my backlog now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. So uh, yeah, like I said, we're gonna talk about a couple things. We're gonna talk about the Xbox Series family, the Ubisoft uh, forward, and we're gonna talk about that control upgrade that wasn't really an upgrade. Before we get into all that, I would like to welcome any first-time listeners. You know, thanks for taking the time to check out the Mash Those Button show. And I'd like to thank and welcome back any returning listeners and give a very special thanks to our supporters on Patreon and our Twitch subscribers. And if you want to know when we go live, just follow us at twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. You can also follow us on Twitter, which is twitter.com slash the mash network. And uh, if you want to talk about games sometimes or maybe group up and play some games, you know, hop in our Discord and join our Discord community at mash.gg slash Discord. So I would say the biggest news that came this week was the Xbox Series X and the Xbox Series S official information. And at this point, when we reference them, we we should just reference them as the Xbox Series family. Or the Xbox family of consoles. I say Xbox Series family. So the Xbox Series F. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. That's Nick's job, by the way. The, yeah, that the, is, the puns that like is. that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so uh, officially on price and release date. Oh, let's start with the release date because both are getting released on the same day. November 10th is the release date for the Xbox Series X and S. The Xbox Series X will be $499. The Xbox Series S will be $299. And apparently, they're saying that the Xbox Series S is going to have similar performance or the same performance, but at 1440p. Based on the specs that I saw, I don't know if I have complete faith in that, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, then again, I mean, I... I I know there were some screenshots and the press got to see some games playing on the C on the S and you know, they, they like, they saw gears five playing at 120 FPS, but gears five is a, is a last gen game. So, but according to Microsoft, the same next gen feature, the next gen features for these games will be available on both the X and the S. But like, I have the, the specs pulled up here. They're both using the same CPU, except the X is 3.6 gigahertz and the S is 3.4. Uh, some major differences in the GPU power. You know, the X has 12.5, uh, 12.15 teraflops versus 4 teraflops teraplops for the Series <laughs> S. Uh, the Series X has 16 gigs of RAM. Uh, and the X only has 10 gigs of RAM. It also runs, the RAM also runs slower on the S. Uh, and like I said, the performance target for the X is 4K at 60 FPS and up to, up to 120 FPS. And the target for the S is 144, oh, sorry, 1440p at 60 FPS. Still an upgrade from this generation. And it does make a difference. However, I don't know many televisions that play at 1440p, to be perfectly honest with you. Then again, I'm not big on the. I'm I'm not up on what's new in TVs right now. To be perfectly honest with you, well, I, I don't think 4K TVs are, are quite that prevalent yet. 4K TVs or yeah, I mean, 
Well, you can get a 4K TV, but well, like that's something that you you go from 1080p to 4K. Like I don't see any TVs that are saying, "Oh yeah, we're 1440p." Oh yeah, 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 no, right. no, no. But I'm I'm just saying, like in general, like I don't I, like I I think these are still like these these are consoles that you you'll get, and I think like you might replace your TV during the life of the console, and that's when you'll get like the full. You might you know like if you got the S, you might move up to the 1440p, or if you get the, right. the X, you might move up to like a 4K TV, something like that. Like I don't know that your current TV will be the best TV for that output. Uh, but then again, well, at, the, at this point, though, being, you know, the people that are going to buy it at launch, they they might, you know, they very well might have right. that kind of TV. I would say for the X, that's fine. But for the S, it's going to, if you have a 4K TV, it's going to try to upscale you to 4, to 4K. Uh, so, yeah. Because remember, like, remember when we went from, remember when HD first happened and DVDs looked great? on standard definition and then you put them on a high def tv and they look like shit mm-hmm. like yeah i think that's gonna happen with 1440p it's 1440p but the monitor or the, the display is 4k eh, it's not gonna look that great well this is gonna what's really gonna suck is like right now like you know you can you know the ps3 the ps4 like i you know i, I still play my ps3 everything still looks great on that you know it's but like i plug my ps2 in it's like no that just looks like hot garbage yeah, yeah absolutely, <laughs> and like yeah. i don't I don't look forward to the day when I plug my, you know, when I plug my, 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 uh, my PS4 in and that looks like hot garbage. Like, no, I want my PS4 looking good. I may have to like buy a TV now and just like leave it unboxed or, or you know, unopened in my basement. <laughs> just like, you know, like as a, as a backup, like, you know, when the current TV dies in like 10 years, like, you know, mm. bust that out so I can play my crash team racing on my PS4 with all my unlocks. So one another major difference is that the Series X is going to have a terabyte of storage, whereas the Series S is going to have 512 gigabytes of storage. That's 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 kind of a big deal in my opinion because for two, multiple reasons. One, the S is digital only. There are no disk drives. You cannot have a disk and put it in. And even if you did, it's going to install it to the hard drive anyway. So maybe maybe that's why it doesn't really make a difference. But it still makes a difference because I need the Destiny is over 100 gigabytes right now. Call of Duty is over 100 gigabytes right now. And that trend in my I, I can't see that trend going away. I mean, because it's becoming kind of an, like a big issue, uh, somebody may come up with some type of compression technology or something like that. But as it stands right now, like, no, no. I mean, at least it's not like a, a PlayStation 4 where you have to have double the amount of space available in order to install a game. I cannot believe they never addressed that issue during the life of the PS4. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's a little concerning. You can get a one terabyte expansion card, which I have not looked up the price. But being that these are, uh, you know, NVMe drives. I can't imagine. Not only are they NVMe drives, they're not just hard drives you can get. They're expansion cards, you know, so they're proprietary. It's not going to be cheap. It's not going to be cheap. So, yeah. Now, that the, the price point was $299.99, uh, so $300 to get the S and $500 to get the X. I mean, from Microsoft's perspective, this may just be to get you in the door, right? I'm going to get you in the door. We, you know, you can worry about upgrading the space later. You can either manage your hard drive or upgrade the space later. If you have games pass or whatever, whatever the service is that gives you all the games, you can play them anywhere. Can you, 
I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think, I guess, like, because at that point, you, you can install the games on your PC and you could, you know, you could outfit your PC with however big a hard drive you want. So you could just install everything there. Um, but you, but that doesn't matter. You're still limited. You know, it's not like you can copy stuff from your PC to the, to the, uh, to the Xbox. You're still installing what you can on the Xbox. And then if, if you don't have enough space, you're going to have to, you know, delete something and then install it from the cloud later when you want it back. So one thing that I, that, you know, we, we kind of don't talk about, we probably forget about as well. If you have games pass ultimate, you will also get X cloud. So maybe you don't even install need to install those extra games. Like if it's just a game you're just gonna play like here or there, play it over XCloud maybe, as opposed to installing it. Like if you're gonna if you if Call of Duty is your game, or if Destiny is your game, or Fortnite is your game, keep it on the disc, you know. Yes. But if you're just gonna play like, oh, I want to check out Gears, maybe just XCloud it, you know. You know, you talk about like Destiny and, and, and Fortnite, and I kind of want to put those games aside for a minute because, like, okay, so today I was down in my basement where I have my PS3, and uh, the four year old, you know, he's discovered that I installed at some point Little Big Planet on the PS3. And it's like, oh, I want to play the puppet game. I want to play the puppet game. Okay, fine. You play the puppet game. You know, leave me alone. I'm doing stuff. <laughs> and it's great that I can do that because I'm pretty sure the, the store on the PS3 is gone. That like I, I think I've tried to go into the PlayStation Store from the PS3 and my my console reboots. <laughs> really? <laughs> okay. So I'm assuming that's a problem with the store. I have no other problems with the console. Um, but you know, like like a lot of you know, like the online games, like that. You know, at some point they they might sunset. You know, you never know what's going to happen. You know, how long? You know, what kind of lifetime does Fortnite and Destiny seem like they might have? Um, you know, that's fine. But right now I have a bunch of games on that PS3 that. You know, assuming I have a television that makes them look okay, I can plug that PS3 in and play them. And, right. you know, and, and I've been getting some mileage out of that because, like, you know, as I said, you know, the kids playing Little Big Planet. And so, like, it, I worry about being too reliant on xCloud because, you know, if I'm going to buy a Series S and I'm going to load it with, you know, like the four games I can fit on my, my 500 gig drive that, you know, like, f you know, seven years from now. When I go to go to boot it up and it's like, oh, these are the games I'm stuck with and the other games may not be accessible from xCloud. Like, you know, uh, maybe seven years might be too short of a time frame, but at some point, like Microsoft is going to cut, cut off that, you know, the, the accessibility on like this, you know, your library is thousands of games, but, you know, good luck accessing that. And I don't know, maybe I'm thinking like the edge case here or, or you know, being the old man, you know, ranting about like, I don't, I don't like my games being stored in the cloud. I want them physically where I can grab them. But, uh, yeah, even like my PS2, I can plug it in and it doesn't look great, but I still have my library of physical games that I can put in any game and, and it'll load up and, and, you know, and then I can cringe at the graphics and, you know, whenever I want. Well, if that's, if that's your concern, then get the expansion, you know, <laughs> that's yeah. the thing. If that's your concern, get the expansion. I am curious to see. It, like, you know, as long as technology allows. So right now, for example, right on my Xbox, I have a um, an expansion drive on the Xbox itself. And actually, all of my games, with the exception of one, are installed on the expansion drive because the expansion drive is faster than the actual drive inside the Xbox. So, you know, I know right now, I don't think there's any portable or expandable NVMe drives, but I'm sure somebody's working on it because if that becomes available, this point becomes moot, doesn't it? Yeah. 
So I think looking toward the future, we're going to see, you know, something like that. In the meantime, though, in regards to what you said, if you're playing a game that much on the X Cloud, then and it's a Games Pass game, if they take that game away, they will offer you a deal to buy it. Okay. So, so I mean, if if you play it that much, and I think in most cases people will forget about it, like they don't play the game that much, right? You know. So yeah, they they didn't care as much as they kind of thought they cared. I think this is going to be less of a moot point. This is kind of, this is the, unfortunately this is the direction that we're kind of moving in, where everybody wants to have a subscription service. And for consoles, we're kind of there. I mean, even for PC, we're there because like you know the the I know people who never had Xbox before that got Games Pass, and now they have access to these games. Uh, but yeah, I mean. For fourteen dollars a month, if you really, 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 really like the game, then just buy it, and you'll have ownership of it. Uh, unless, yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, on the one hand, that's basically what I do on the PS4. Is like, you know, I, I I've deleted all the games on there that I'm not playing on any regular basis. They're still in my library, and yeah, I guess technically someday Sony could shut that down access to my library and all those games that I technically I didn't even pay for half of them. I all got them right. because they were the free <laughs> game through the PS Plus for that month, but. Yeah, you, just um, you know, it. At, at some point I could, I could still run into that issue. So, um, I, I guess I'm, I'm more concerned about it in theory than I am in practice because it didn't really occur to me about that on the PS4. Although now maybe I'll write an angry email to Sony or something and make sure that right. everything's protected. There are certain games that I think come to like. So I think the one of the uh, some of the uh, games that come to mind for me are one Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which I guess it's a non-issue now. Actually, no, it still is an issue, and I'll get to why uh, soon. Scott, Scott Pilgrim versus the world, the Transformers games, like the War for Cybertron game, and the yes, I, I forget what That's the other. It's funny one you mentioned that. I was actually playing that with the uh, with the kid the other day. He found really? that, yeah. yeah. But but I have the disc, so uh, I, was, I was able to put it in, and it's like one of the, like five PS3 discs that I have. So I was able to actually put it in. I didn't even bother to check if the online stuff would work because I assume it's all dead. And, yeah, yeah, and and still, you know, we were, we were playing a little bit because he's like, he's like, Dad, I want to play the robot game, the robot game. I'm like, all right. I can't remember if the if the platinum one they did was available either. I had that on disc and I traded it in, but it was a great game. But because of licensing, it went away. So that's the thing you got to worry about when when it comes to digital games. The thing I don't understand because Steam have has had games on there and they've been removed from the store, but if you own them, you can still download them. Why is that not available for the Xbox and the PS4 or or the the you know um the PlayStation store. Why is that not available? Because you can do it on steam. Like when EA took all their games off of steam, I still had crisis on steam, you know? Uh, and I'm pretty sure they took crisis two out of the store. Did they not? I can't remember. I know that I know I've definitely had other games where they took them off the store. Like you cannot search for them, but they're in the library. So, um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> when, I I would love to be in the Sony conference room when this was happening or <laughs> this is a conference room right after this happening because right after this information came out, there's no doubt in my mind there was a con- like the heads were called, you know, we got to do something because the one thing I didn't even mention yet is that <laughs> on top of that, right on top of there being a $500 model and a $300 model, you can get an Xbox series X for $35 a month if you get all access. So if you're part of Xbox All Access, which means you get Xbox Live, Xbox X Cloud, 
Xbox Games Pass Ultimate. You get all that. You also will get an Xbox Series X. And you all you have to do is pay $35 a month for two years. So yes, you will pay more for the Xbox, but the overall value is worth it. And then on top of that, for the S, it's $25 a month. So if you just if you can't spare the extra 10 bucks, you know, you pay $25 a month. If you can't spare if you can for $35 a month to get the X, and I'm pretty sure they have an upgrade option. They have an upgrade option. And so if you start with the 25 bucks and you want to move up to the X, pay us our pan at 35 bucks. This is a no-brainer. This is a no-brainer. Like this, they are making and getting an Xbox so easy you can't ignore it. My my favorite part of this is that. Like I w- I wasn't necessarily thinking about getting an Xbox, but I was like, oh, you know what? I'll get the the games, uh, the games pass or whatever, because I can p- play that on my PC, get access to all these games. You know, what was it fifteen dollars a month or whatever for like the unlimited yeah. or whatever? You know, maybe I'll get even go like a tier down or something just to try it out. Like this doesn't seem like that bad of a deal. But then I'm like, I could see myself getting so immersed in that where it's like, for three hundred dollars, I can just get this and then get the count like. I can see how this is like a gateway drug. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, they, yeah. you know, they get you on the service, like, oh, play it on your PC. And then it's, it's not that much. I mean, it's only what, slightly more than a, than a, than a switch to you know, just have that box in your living room. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's not bad. That's not, that's, that's not bad at all. I mean, Sony, I, I imagine they have to be trying to find some way to finance the PS, the PS5. Because you're going to walk, or let's not you, because let's say who, anybody listening to this show is probably a gamer. So, like, if you want those PlayStation exclusives, you're going to get the PlayStation exclusives, right? Uh, and a lot of us, like for me, for example, it doesn't make a lot of sense for me to get a new Xbox, a Series X. Like, if I was going to get one first, it's going to be the PlayStation. Because I want, they have the exclusives there, and then I can get any of the Xbox games on my PC. But if you're a parent, you walk in, you're talking to the dude at Best Buy. He's like, okay, here's a PS5. For five hundred dollars, or you can get this console for three hundred dollars. It's a next gen console, uh, and it's actually it's the the Xbox Series S is the now. The Xbox Series X is the future. <laughs> you know, it's future proof, so you can get that now. Worry about the future later, or you can pay thirty five dollars a month. You can pay thirty five bucks a month and get the best one and get everything with it. And they're like everything. You get 1,000 games. You get the box. You get the online access. You get the cloud access for your phone when, you're, when your kid is at an airport and they want to play a game. Like, dude, like that, it's a no brainer. The barrier, there is no barrier to entry. The barrier to, the only barrier to entry is your stubbornness. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, when did the Xbox marketing hire you? <laughs> I think this is why they have such a weak marketing team because their policies are no brainers. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, like Ted, just do what you want, man. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, but yeah. it's that is insane to me. Like Sony has to be scrambling. If Sony was planning on releasing the PS5 at 600, I, which I don't think they were, I don't think they were, but I think they were expecting Microsoft to release at 600. They were definitely like, now they're definitely not. I wonder if they're going to try to drop the PS5 down to 450 just to undercut. Just undercut. Because here's the deal, right? In order to get the best out of the PlayStation, you can't just get a PlayStation. 
you have to get the PlayStation and at least one game. At least one game. And that doesn't cover... Uh, I mean, I guess technically speaking, you can... You can uh, you can put, get the free version of the PlayStation Network, but mo- like most of the time, you're not gonna want to use that, you know. But yeah, I mean, with the with the Xbox, you pay five hundred and fifteen dollars, five fifteen a month. That gets you an entire library of games, five fifteen out the door. PlayStation, even if they drop it down to four fifty, still brings you. If, and this is if next gen pricing holds up at sixty bucks, still brings you to five ten, dude. Like this is crazy. <laughs> you know, th- this sounds a bit like some kind of like you're stuck on a deserted island. You you can only either have like God of War or like a thousand other games. What do you choose? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like this. I I think this puts Sony a bad spot. I I'm very curious as to how they're going to handle this. I wonder if PlayStation Plus is going to be like, well, you have access to all of our first party titles now. Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> like this, like. Yeah, I, I just, the thing is, like, you know, Microsoft as a company is just in a much better position than Sony as a company. So, I mean, I've, I think I've said it before, but, like, if what happened to the Xbox One happened to the PS4, there will be no more PlayStation. There will be no more PlayStation because they couldn't. They, I don't think they will be able to come back from that. It will be so devastating to Sony as a company. But, yeah, man, like, Microsoft, they're, they are throwing their weight around. They're using their clout. And like they are prepared for the future. Like, and I'm just really, no, you're wrong. This doesn't take anything from Sony in their conferences. They still whopped the shit out of Microsoft over the summertime. They absolutely did. But now, you know, rubber is hitting the road. That's what's happening right now. And it's like, it's go time. You know, <laughs> you know? Is, is this something though that could have only happened this year because we didn't have E3? You figure like at E3, you would have had that big Microsoft presentation. They would have hit everything. They would have had to announce the price at that point. They would have had to have everything ready to go. And then Sony would have had the same thing. I mean, look at, uh, was it the 2012 where you had uh, Microsoft went first and then Sony came back and just like slapped them across the face. Like here's everything, oh, yeah. you, you know, and because there was no E3 and we had this like drip of, of reveals and information all summer that, you know, the, the one, the fact that the, they were, they were kind of able to play chicken as far as who was going to reveal their price first. But now, I mean, th- this feels like, this feels like like the Microsoft executives after that 2012 conference where Sean Layden came out and just just like verbally abused them. Right. That, <laughs> you know, like like they waited like eight years to just like shiv Sony. <laughs> just be like, Here. <laughs> like and it's gonna be fascinating to see what, what Sony does in response because I yeah, this is but this is gonna be this is gonna be interesting. This is really gonna be interesting. They are Microsoft is literally giving you no logical choice. Like, oh, no, yeah, go ahead. Get the PlayStation. But by, while you're there, subscribe to Xbox All Access. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. Like, that's crazy. I almost wonder if you're Sony, if you just don't go the other way and just be like, fuck it, $800. <laughs> <laughs> we know you want this. <laughs> then they just show, like, Kratos, like, held at gunpoint. Like, you have to pay it now. <laughs> you know, and... Yeah, I this is this is really important for Sony and I'll tell you why. Microsoft doesn't sell consoles. They still have Games Pass on PC. They still have XCloud. They can get people in other places. Sony 
needs to have the jump on the console install base. Remember, Sony is starting from zero. Their console install base, let's say they release the same day as Microsoft. I doubt it. But let's say November 10th, their console install base is zero. On November 10th, Microsoft's install base is whoever has Xbox Ones and up, which is, you know, tens of millions of people have Xbox One, Xbox One S, Xbox One X. All those people are a part of the Xbox install base at that point. And Sony's starting from zero. Sony needs to uh, 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 jump on the install base because that's why they dominated this generation as hard as they did, right? It wasn't just that they had, uh, you know, the exclusives and better games, people. It was because they had a large install base from the jump. When the next year started rolling around and people were like, well, what am I going to get? Am I going to get an Xbox? I'm going to get a PlayStation. The logical choice was a PlayStation because more like more likely your friends had PlayStations, right? That's why. I got an Xbox One X. Now, I got an Xbox One just because I didn't have one. Not because I wanted it. I was like, well, I'm going to need one. So that's why I'm going to get it. So I got that. And then I think I bought Halo Master Chief Collection for it. And uh, I bought Forza. And I think uh, Titanfall. Titanfall. That was the same year Titanfall 2 came out between Battlefield and Call of Duty. And I got Titanfall 2 for 30 bucks. You know? So, yeah. I mean, they they need that that install base to get that, that that opening install base means more people buy it a bit later. If Xbox gets the higher install base, that's actually going it's going to be worse for Sony because not as many people are going to get a PS4 going forward. So the Sony has been in the game for a while. They have professionals working on this. They haven't been fucking up like Microsoft has over the last few years. I think they've just been stagnant. That's their biggest problem that they've been stagnant. But they have they they're gonna do something, and I'm curious to see what it is because you know what, this is why we always need at least two of the console manufacturers to be in a strong position. We need at least two because it pushes things forward. I mean, even look. Let I me mean, look at Nvidia right now pushing out that thirty like the thirty three uh, three thousand series and how much better it is in terms of graphics. Now that the new consoles are coming out and the graphic graphics fidelity is going to be better, they need to differentiate themselves. Competition breeds improvement, and it's working out for the consumer. Did you? Could you get an Xbox or a PS5 for $35 a month in 2014? No. Not legally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited, man. One more thing, and we're going to move on. There is a rumor. That the Xbox is going to have something called Windows mode where you will be able to. Yeah, where you will be able to run PC apps on your Xbox PC apps like Steam (laughs) and the Epic Store. (laughs) If this is true, if this is actually true. I I have no idea what Sony's going to do. Like That is crazy. I think in, in my scenario with, with Kratos being held at gunpoint, he just grabs the gun and shoots himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like if that's actually true, and it makes sense from the from the Microsoft point of view because they're like, oh yeah, you know, we don't care if you install Steam on an Xbox. We just do you have do you have uh, all access? Okay, we don't give a fuck. 
<laughs> you <laughs> you already have a ton of games. Why not put your whole backlog there too? Like, just <laughs> <laughs> if they actually do that, that would be insane. That would be you insane know? because we'd finally have a proper Steam machine. That is true. We would actually <laughs> have a proper Steam machine. Oh yeah. Oh my god. I just scrolled down my notes. How did I f- forget this? EA Play is coming to the Games Pass. Yes. <laughs> as, uh, EA Play is coming to Games Pass. Oh as, my god. As if it wasn't a good value already. It's like here's more free shit. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Like that's what I'm saying. Microsoft, they're boxing you in. They're boxing consumers in. <laughs> you you would have to fight your own logic not to get an Xbox right now. I'm that's that's the thing. Like I'm actually thinking about. I am like I'm a strident Sony fanboy. I I I fully expect I'm going to get a PS5 at some point. I've never owned an Xbox, and I'm legitimately thinking like, yeah, you know, it kind of makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, because like I said, like when I say they're they're boxing you in, like you'd have to fight your own logic. I'm. Not necessarily talking about just the like, gamers, right? Because like you know, people like me, like who are at PCs, you. Like, I actually I just said it earlier. I can get the Xbox games on my actual PC because uh, you know basically everything first party is coming to PC as well. So uh, for a lot of us, don't get me wrong, it is going to be it would make more logical sense to get PS fives. But for the a lot of people, like a the, like the, the the console buyers, like the people who play on console primarily. Xbox is the better choice. If you play on if you play on the console primarily, Xbox is the better choice. You know, so maybe I should have said that before because yeah, there's gonna be a lot of people. I think most of the PC people are gonna get PS5s. If you have PS5, you also play on PC. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so yeah, man, like that is insane, and I I could not find it before the show, but there, Sony and EA had this conversation years ago. When I think when when uh, Origin Access first started, they had this conversation, and Sony declined to add Origin Access to uh, PlayStation to PS Now because Sony said it didn't add the value that they wanted for the PS uh, for the for the PSN subscribers. So, come to Microsoft though, man. Oof. This is, this is good times, man. It's a good time. I mean, if there's any good things coming out of 2020, it is this, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so let me ask you this, though, then. Is this not a, a renewed uh, version of the console wars? Are they, are they no longer dead? The console wars are still dead, man. This is why Microsoft is doing this. This is why Microsoft is doing this, because the console wars are over. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's why. The console wars are over. microsoft wants you in their service not their console this the console is now a gateway to the service so well uh let's go ahead and move away from microsoft we're gonna talk about the ubisoft forward i was not looking forward to this after the last one i don't think ubisoft was looking forward to this either (laughs) (laughs) so i know before they started this one there was like a letter put out or a tweet by eves uh, you know, apologizing for what happened with, like, I guess the, the, in Rainbow Six Siege, there was a symbol that rep- that looked like the Black Lives Matter symbol, but it represented like an evil corporation. And not Siege, sorry, in the Tom oh, the, Clancy's. Yeah, it was the the one uh, Tom Clancy trailer that they had. Yeah, you know, whatever the whatever the uh, the underground like uh, bad guy group 
was supposed to be. Yeah. It, came, it came across a lot like uh, Antifa and Black Lives Matters protesters as though they were the villains, and that's not quite what they wanted right, to go yeah. for. So they apologized for that. They said it wasn't the intended. They also talked a bit about like you know the sexual assault allegations and things like that, and he apologized for that. So that's how I started. I know last time people were you know kind of upset at ubisoft for not addressing that stuff on their stream but i'm like dude they were never going to address that on the stream this stream is about games not about corporate politics all right so ubisoft or oh, ubisoft let's say it correctly it's late when we record these things folks sorry ubisoft uh forward started with immortals phoenix rising so apparently this was another game and they changed the name, but I have no idea. They never referenced what the other game, what the, what the old game's name was. Or not the old games, but the old name was. They never referenced it. But Phoenix Rising coming out December 3rd, 2020 is a third-person action game based on Greek mythology uh, where you play as Phoenix. And it's a, she's a warrior that got shipwrecked on this golden island. Uh, and I guess is where the gods used to live. And uh, she meets uh, with Hermes, who says she was prophesied to take down Typhon, who's a titan. And apparently he's taken over the gold mile, right? Um, a lot of comparisons to Breath of the Wild, uh, except, I mean, there's a couple of key differences in my opinion. A, you can create a player. Can't do a creative player in Breath of the Wild <laughs> because you're playing as Link. Uh, the combat is different. And I don't think there's going to be like weapon breaking or anything, which, by the way, that is my biggest gripe with Breath of the Wild. My biggest gripe with Breath of the Wild is the weapon system. And it's one of the reasons I didn't finish it, on top of it, me feeling like it was kind of boring. Sorry. It's, it seemed to me that most of the comparisons to Breath of the Wild were based off the art style. And right. then a little bit, I think, of just like some of the generic gameplay. Like, I don't, I don't know that. It... Generic? If anybody said it had generic no, gameplay. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just saying oh. like the like a third person kind of combat. Like, like very superficial. I don't think there. I don't know. Like I, I don't know. I... Good. No, I mean, th- well, I guess I don't know. Maybe maybe you've seen something differently. But does it like? Did it seem like there was any actual meat? Like, oh no, this feels a lot like Breath of the Wild. I feel like I'm like. It just seemed like people were kind of just superficially saying that. I think it's it, 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 a lot of people think it feels like Breath of the Wild because it's an open world. You can go anywhere from the start of the game. There's nothing holding you back. It's not gated like Horizon Zero Dawn. It ha- has several gating systems, right? Like it, like you can go to different places in Horizon Zero Dawn, but it'll be just be very difficult for you to get there while you're under leveled. Uh, the art style, plus you go into these things called vaults, which are like the I forget what they were called in Breath of the Wild, but like they're like the puzzle places you go into for Breath of the Wild, and they're all over the place. So you'll find those. So it is very Breath of the Wild like, but at the same time, the combat system is not boring. Like in Breath of the Wild, the combat system is hit shield dodge like this one it actually it reminds me of it's not as in in depth as devil may cry for sure uh it's not as in depth or visceral as god of war but it reminds me of those two games with the types of attacks and moves that you had so it's almost like god of war meets breath of the wild that's what it kind of uh that's what it kind of feels like Like, you know one part and actually maybe this because this was i watched the post show for this and she was fighting somebody in the sky and she used these chains to hook onto them and pull herself to them and i was like wow hi kratos (laughs) you know uh you can also do the same thing and um and devil may cry but yeah i mean there's like uh there's legendary weapons, so you can get new weapons. And like I said, I didn't see anything about weapon breaking, and I really hope it's not in the game because that just sucked in Breath of the Wild. 
there's custom gear and cosmetics. Uh, you can earn new abilities. You can uh, also earn blessings, which I think are, are probably buffs. Um, you know, there's fighting enemies and, and problem solving. And there's different regions as well. Uh, and each region, I think, is uh, represented by a different god who needs your help. So, they say, but they also said that the game is narrative driven, and Breath of the Wild is not narrative driven. Breath of the Wild is a, is almost like a it's like a, it's like a, it's, like a, it's like a Skyrim, which is all I also found that boring. If you didn't listen to Two Zero One X, it only made number five because it, it was as popular as it was, <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah. So I, I'm actually interested in this game. Like when they announced Breath of the Wild 2, I was like, meh, meh, <laughs> you know, so. But this looks interesting. I never heard of this game before. Um, and I think part of the problem is I just have had my head down uh, for a lot this year, <laughs> working on different things. It's like, this is our, our, our 10th year. I'm trying to get a lot of work done. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, I like it. I am definitely interested in it. I need to fix, not fix, but um, finish my open world stuff before this comes around. Actually, man, I got a lot of games played, man. I still need to beat Ghost of Tsushima. I am going to finish Horizon Zero Dawn again. I'm already 20 hours into that game. Well, 22 hours into that game now. I didn't even realize it. Cyberpunk is coming out November 19th, and then this is coming out December 3rd. Ah, wow. Actually, I actually just thought about that. Eee. <laughs> 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 Like, this might be my January 2021 game. Because, <laughs> yeah, like, Cyberpunk is, I'm pretty sure that's going to be on everybody's list. So, but that, that looks cool. They also announced a new, not new, sorry, but they announced a Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake, which is coming out January 21st, 2021, which I thought was cool. I noticed that that got leaked ahead of time, too, by the Uplay store. They say it's a remake, but it's, I think it's just more of a remaster. They redid the voices, though, and the original Prince is still the voice. They rehad him do his lines. Hmm. And he is older now. I, I've seen, I saw him before when he was younger, like, you know, in the early 2000s. And he, he's aged like a normal human, but his voice is still the same, which is actually pretty cool. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, he's a voice actor. So, <laughs> you know, I wonder if he's, he's voice acting his old voice. <laughs> you know <laughs> or his younger self his voice acting as younger, younger self basically so that was pretty cool i'm actually interested in that because i never got a chance to finish that game and then it, my, when my gamecube went away that also went away so that, that goes that's part of my gaming sense so i wonder if this does well if they're going to remaster the rest of that series because it got it, it, i mean i know the other two games were also pretty good as well so looking forward to that Big news, in my opinion, they are re-releasing Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. This is actually the Scott Pilgrim Complete Edition, they're calling it. And originally, it was removed from digital stores due to licensing, but I guess they got the licensing issues resolved, and it's coming back, and it's going to come back on Steam and the Uplay store and stuff like that. I'm excited. I know Pop-Tart from Wonders Tales. She is very excited because that was one of the games that she really enjoyed, and it, it was just... I think that was one of the first examples of the negative aspects of the digital realm when you just lost access to that game and you had purchased it, you know, that really sucked. <laughs> you know, I need to check. I think I might have that on my PlayStation three. Really? I might. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now here's the true question. 
well, people who bought it on the Xbox and the PlayStation have access to this. So on the Xbox, you have access. Well, on the PlayStation, I think they're just going around like no separate stores. Right. Sorry, get lost. On the Xbox, though, I have access to my old XBLA games as long as they were upgraded, as long as they were um, upgraded for the Xbox One. So I'm like, you guys going to upgrade Scott Pilgrim? Are you going to offer me Scott Pilgrim? <laughs> or now this is a different game, huh? Like, what you guys going to do? I wonder if that's what the whole complete edition is about is to make sure it's got like, you know, it's just different enough that they can't say you got the upgrade. <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious, but that was awesome. They showed some new stuff about watchdogs Legion. That's out October 29th, 2020. Uh, at this point, I'm kind of understanding. And I think they're trying to hammer into people's heads about this game, that it is not about the characters. It is about their abilities. Like that is the, and it, I, if that's their message, I got it loud and clear. Cause the first time I was kind of like, how are you going to manage these characters? And now I'm kind of understanding. And I think they're trying to set the tone that these characters are blank slates. They're not going to have stories of their own. The story is going to be the overall story of the game and of dead sec. So don't get attached to the characters, <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, I'm, I am curious if that's what they're going for, because that's the vibe I'm getting. And I think they're trying to set proper expectations, but it doesn't matter. It matter. Cause if somebody is going to be like, Oh, the characters were empty, you know, that's because you're the character, <laughs> you know, that, that it's supposed to be about you just like death stranding, but I'm not going to get into that right now. Uh, they also tried to, you know, the, one of the features of the game that they've been touting is that you can recruit almost anybody in the game. And in this video that they showed this time, they're like, yeah, you can recruit anybody, but maybe you shouldn't because apparently there's going to be downsides to recruiting certain people. Like there was like one assassin who you would normally like send an assassin on a stealth mission, but apparently he gets hiccups. <laughs> you, know, <so. laughs> you know, this sounds a bit like rogue legacy, like where like you get the, like when your, your character is randomly generated, like it gets like, Oh, it's got these qualities and then these drawbacks. And right, so, yeah. you know, then you've got to, you know, manage to survive with, you know, whatever you randomly got and, you know, see as far as you can get and then, you know, try again with the next character and hopefully you get a better character role. So that's kind of cool that they're, they're using a similar system there that you got to pay attention. You don't just recruit anybody blindly because yeah, you, you might, you might pull somebody who just sucks at what they do. Right. And you know, of course, like everybody's saying like the, 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 the old, like the grandma and stuff like that, and you can recruit them, but he was like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't because if you need, uh, if they need to do a mission with like mobility, that's not going to work out that great. So yeah, I was like, okay, that's cool. Uh, so they also announced that Aiden Pierce would be available in the game. And Aiden Pierce is the protagonist. Yeah. Protagonist for the first watchdog. So it started it all and he's going to have new story missions. I don't care. Watchdogs story was dog shit. Like it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> the story of watchdogs sucked you know they made it seem in the trailers now you want to talk about false advertisement in the trailers and stuff like that they i should there's the only trailer that didn't do this was the one right before the game came out but in most of the trailers and the advertising they try to make it seem like he was trying to take down a system of surveillance and you know privacy and stuff like that like no he was abusing it to find out, I think I think it was his daughter or something like that, or maybe it was his sister, like who married, who murdered his daughter and his wife, or his daughter and his sister, or something like that. And he was just abusing the system. You can give a fuck about the privacy shit. And then I'm pretty sure you, yeah, you like accomplished that goal, um, 
in that game. And yeah, like, so I don't care about his story. Like, whoa, Aiden's in London. Who cares? <laughs> like, get him out of here. And somebody had the somebody had the audacity to call Aiden's cap iconic. There is nothing iconic <laughs> about Aiden Pierce. Please use words properly. No. Ubisoft didn't do it either because they know. They know. <laughs> I don't think they did. Maybe that's why they got it from. Maybe that's why they got the talking points. Wasn't, because, uh, yeah. Wasn't part of the whole point of Aiden's appearance is that he's able to blend into crowds because it is so generic? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's So he's, what, like, iconically generic? <laughs> yeah, and now he's, he's, like, older now, too. So, you know, people in this world are aging. People in the Ubisoft world are aging, uh, you know? Like for example, the Rainbow Six, uh, they 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 had a Rainbow Six uh, trailer, uh, where uh, I guess the new season is going to have Sam Fisher, and the one thing I think was cool that they had a story trailer for the season, kind of like Apex does, right? It's almost like, you know, it's funny because Blizzard comes out with a game that has like this crazy narrative about unity and this war that happened and a, and a defunct group to save the world. And everybody wants lore for that game. Blizzard can't deliver. However, a game that was not built to have lore at all <laughs> is giving story shorts in trailers to introduce their new seasons. You know? So, yeah. Like, it, it was actually, it was an animated trailer. And it looks like Sam, the, like the, the, the lore side of it is, is that Sam Fisher is training Rainbow Six operatives. That's what the, the story trailer kind of put across. And it was just cool because he's doing... Sam Fisher shit. Like, you know, they put, they had a whole squad of R6 operatives against Sam Fisher and he beat the shit out of them, <laughs> you know? Uh, so yeah, that, and he's looking older too in the game and where everybody's just like Ubisoft, we just want another, we just want a, another, you know, Sam Fisher game, like something, even if you put them in a different series, come on, <laughs> you know? So Yeah. But uh, that was cool. They also announced that the Rainbow Six is going to have a World Cup now. So, yeah, like kind of like how Overwatch has a World Cup where instead of playing with your corporate teams, you play for your actual country. So that would be cool. I haven't watched Rainbow Six as an eSports, so I can't really comment on too much. But the, the, the World Cup stuff is actually pretty cool because it gets everybody rooting together. Uh, for Hyperscape, they announced a limited time mode called Turbo Mode, which basically you get the top level, I forget what they're called, not add-ons, but basically in Hyperscape, if you haven't played it, you don't have a kit. You pick up your kit in-game. You could switch out these functions, and you could switch out your powers and switch out your weapons, and you upgrade your weapons by picking up more of them, essentially. So you're going to start with like max level weapons, max level power-ups, and the world disintegrates faster. So I am curious. I'm like, if Hyperscape can take off, this will be interesting to me because usually in with games like this, you can only fit two into the public purview, right? You know, Fortnite and Apex, like it was Fortnite and PUBG. And then Apex kind of pushed away PUBG. I mean, Call of Duty kind of pushed away Call PUBG, but then Apex pushed that out, you know? So it's really been like Fortnite and Apex, I think, at the top of the Battle Royale genre. And now you're going to have Hyperscape, and it's like, I don't think there's room for three. <laughs> you know, I don't really think there's room for three. Does it push Fortnite out? I don't know. I don't know. So we'll see. 
they also announced Riders Republic, which I am not exactly sure. It, lo- it looks like an extreme sports sandbox. I, uh, you know what my honest opinion is? It looks like it's trying to do too much. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like you can do extreme sports for all these different types. You can use a bike. You can have a snowboard. You can have hang gliders. You can have parachuting. You can do it in the in dirt. You could do it in the desert. You can do it on in the snow. And, you know, you, you like, well, I guess when you load into it, you just load into an area with a bunch of other players, you know, and you're all on the same course and it's kind of chaos. It's, it's like an extreme games catch all. Now, I will say these are professionals, so I'm pretty sure it's not a shit show. I will give them the benefit of the doubt that it's not a shit show. I don't know. It, it felt to me a bit like Fall Guys, except instead of going for like a cartoony, uh, like wipeout style, it was more like what if Fall Guys was like, you know, like mountain biking. <laughs> I thought it was a battle royale at first, too, but they didn't mention anything about getting knocked out. They didn't mention anything about battle royale. So well, how, how did the, we'll there, there seemed like there were races. There was one part where like everybody was like running down a hill or something like it looked like like there's there, there has to be some competitive aspect to it unless it's just like you're doing cool tricks in front of your friends. But I, I think there's a free for all mode. Uh, there are competitions and stuff like that that you can go into and sign up for. So I think they just they just want to get everybody into the lobbies and, you know, just, you know, you go for it. So what's going to happen is like six months in when nobody's playing, they're going to add like a battle royale mode where you just you drop in with guns <laughs> and then like this is what's going to wind up taking out Apex. <laughs> or the, I, what I think is like they'll have a battle royale mode where like, let's say you're doing like a downhill like biking competition. It's like, OK, the first 80 people over this line make it to the next make right next round the next the first 60 people here and then you know so forth and so on but we'll see well, I, i'm interested because I, I do like extreme sports games i am upset that they have not even attempted to make another ssx because the last one was great the last one was so good i really enjoyed it uh, and there used to be a game on the xbox i'm talking original xbox it was a snowboarding game i can't remember what it was called Actually, I got it for free because I worked at Best Buy at the time, and there was a program where you take these tests on games for the Xbox, and they give you points, and you use your points to buy games. A little memory lane there. But uh, yeah, it was a cool snowboarding game. I used to hop in the multiplayer on Xbox Live, and you would literally be on a slope with a bunch of other people. So I'm, I, I am interested in it. I do want to check it out. So, But I mean, overall, that was Ubisoft's uh, September forward i don't know if they're going to continue to do these or not uh i don't think they should <laughs> even though this one was better than the last they're 50 percent right now because i don't think like whenever nintendo does a direct like they just have something great to show you know and i don't know maybe if ubisoft does the same thing they're gonna have something great to show but like I, when Ubisoft makes an announcement, they're just not as impactful as Nintendo. So I don't think they necessarily should. I think maybe around this time of year, it's a different story. They could do that. But honestly, I just feel a little bit empty this year because there was no Just Dance intro for any of their <laughs> conferences. Like, <laughs> so I'm a little empty at this point. It's one of the highlights of the E3 season for me is to see how are they going to advertise Just Dance this year? And I'm looking for them to beat that year where they did the big band intro. I'm looking like, so come on, guys. That was the best one. So maybe they realize they can't. (laughs) (laughs) 
That was one of the, that's one of the highlights of, of my year, and coronavirus took that away from me. <laughs> so, uh, so let's cut co- the couple other topics we're going to talk about before we close up here. One, the digital deluxe version of Control was upgraded to Ultimate. By accident, I, and I have all upgraded in air quotes. So I just want to. This article is from Push Square. I just want to read what they have here. It said owners of the digital deluxe edition have been silently upgraded to the ultimate edition over the course of today, but then they were downgraded back again as word got out, meaning that the functionality is no longer available. All this cracked off over the gaming forum reset era, where users began reporting that they could download the ultimate edition without charge. However, fast forward to now, and those same people are slapped in the face of the price and the option to add to basket. What this essentially means is that both developer and the publisher did actually have the ability to upgrade certain versions of Control all along, but they claim they didn't in a recent blog post, and it was said, the upgrade path that we're offering is only possible when upgrading from the same version of the game. As we are only down, uh, doing additional development on Control Ultimate Edition on the next-gen platforms, we are unfortunately we are unfortunately unable to offer an upgrade path to all existing control players, except that exact path has been offered on the PlayStation store throughout the day by accident. That is. So the reason I had upgrade in air quotes is because that blog post that remedy made still holds true. What they said is they could not put the next gen features into the standard game of control. That is what they said. And they couldn't, Find a way to do it that everybody could take you know, take advantage of it. So it would either maybe leave Xbox users out or it will leave, you know, PlayStation users out or leave PC users out. That is still true. What happened is that they got upgraded versions, like in terms of like copies, right? I don't even know if Control Ultimate Edition ha- can utilize the same save file as Control, right? And actually, from what I saw, from what I saw, and I think this is the actual problem, me not being behind the scenes, and also please keep that in mind. What I saw is that it was, it said, you own control. It's a part of the ultimate bundle. That's what the, that's the message that I saw. So what I think is happening is that if you buy control ultimate edition on a console, what they're doing is bundling regular control into it, or con- like the regular control game. They're bundling it into that so that right now you can play control if you buy the Ultimate Edition. And then when the Xbox Series X comes out, or the X, but the play, or when the PS5 comes out, you then have the Ultimate Edition on that console too. Keep in mind, Remedy did say that if you buy the Ultimate Edition you have the the PS4 or the Xbox One edition. They did say that was going to happen. So I think what Microsoft did, or what Sony did, because it happened on both stores, by the way, not just the, the, play, the PlayStation store. What happened is, when they flip, made this, or when they put Control Ultimate Edition in, they added the regular Control as part of the bundle. Like, the whole thing is considered a bundle, not its own game. And I think that's why people were seeing it as they owned it, because they owned uh, a part of the bundle. That, like I said, that's me not being part of the back end, but from what I can tell, that's what happened. So you like, I mean, I guess technically speaking, they're both right, right? Remedy is right because they could not upgrade your version of control. However, the people like 
that is called an upgrade, right? When you go from one version of a purchase to another, that is an upgrade. Uh, so they were right as well, but Remedy didn't lie is essentially what I'm trying to say. 505 didn't lie. I honestly think, I think this is more on Microsoft and Sony than, than those two. And the Microsoft and Sony uh, fixed it. You know, they fixed the problem because they're not the same. They're not actually the same game. So that's what I think happened. Um, you got anything, Nick, on that? No, I, I, I didn't completely understand it, and I thought that explained it very well. So thank you for that. No problems. What I do. Um, <laughs> so Nintendo announced Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, which uh, according to. Oh, wow. I'm a terrible person because I can't remember which website I got this from. I am so sorry. Website that I'm not going to credit here, but I'm still going to read it. Nintendo and Koei Tecmo. I think I said I'm saying that correct. Announced Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity on Tuesday uh, with a video. Uh, players will experience Hyrule before the Great Calamity of Breath of the Wild, fighting hordes of enemies, Dynasty War style, among familiar locations in the land of Hyrule before it was destroyed. Playable characters include Link, Zelda, the four champions, Daruk, Mifa, Rivali, and Urbosa. Nintendo promises a robust story that depicts the events, relationships, and dramatic moments of the Great Calamity and and in captivating detail. Sorry, The art style of Breath of the Wild will carry over to the new Hyrule's Warrior, and apparently I got that from Polygon. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> so, I did get that from Polygon. So, thank you, Polygon. At least it wasn't Kotaku. If, you, if Nick would have <laughs> told me it was Kotaku, I wouldn't have said shit. <laughs> because they owe me for my time already. But anyway. <laughs> but yeah, so I, the only reason I want to bring this up is because I had zero interest in finishing Breath of the Wild until I saw this. Because this game actually looks pretty cool. Like, I was like, okay, I might actually get that, but now I'm going to want to finish Breath of the Wild so I can see it. But this is one of those games where you know it's going to end badly. It's like Halo Reach. You know Halo Reach is going to have a sad story when you when you start it. You know it's going to have a bad ending. when you, Not a bad ending, but a sad ending when you start it. This is the same thing. It's going to have a sad ending. It's not so, called Age of Happiness. Yes, <laughs> that is true. Uh, and finally, before we close up here, Microsoft rejects Apple's Olive Ranch for a streaming game. So I think we, I don't know if we actually covered it. I think this kind of happened while we were on hiatus. But basically, Apple said that they weren't going to allow xCloud, they weren't going to allow Stradia because they couldn't follow App Store guidelines. So Apple rewrites the App Store guidelines and says, okay, well, we'll allow the, the cloud applications or the cloud gaming applications, but here are the restrictions. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but basically what it comes down to is that each game in the cloud, in the cloud store, like, you know, on xCloud or on Stradia would have to have its own individual page on the Apple App Store, and it could be approved or denied by Apple. Microsoft's like, nah, we're good. (laughs) No. So uh, a a quote from Microsoft was that this remains, and this comes from MS Power user, by the way. It says, this remains a bad bad experience for customers. Gamers want to jump directly into a game from the uh, curated catalog within one app, just like they do with movies or songs, and not be forced to download over 100 apps to play individual games from the cloud. 
We're committed to putting gamers at the center of everything we do, and providing a great experience is core to that mission. Microsoft showing out, man. (laughs) (laughs) Microsoft showing out because they got the users, man. Like they—they're gonna have like. I'm curious to see what else people are coming up with because there's no way they're just that people are just gonna let it sit that Microsoft has one of the best cloud gaming service. Gabe won't let that pass. <laughs> Gabe Newell, since he started Valve, has been I w- I don't want to call him anti Microsoft, but he has done his best to keep Microsoft in check. And why would he fall on the job now? He's probably tinkering with something right now, a stream cloud service or something like that he's like nah fuck that i got all this dota money now Mm -mm. (laughs) you know uh yeah so somebody's coming up with something i'm just curious to see what it is but yeah i i doubt google is gonna go for this either because this is like this is ridiculous like no he's right And, and on top of that this will result in the games having multiple pages in the app store like if you had uh, let's say uh, like that Immortals game on both xCloud and you had it on Stradia, you need two separate pages for that. You know? No. No. Because what? Yeah, no. I'm, I'm sorry. That's just, that. that's no no, no good. It, you you got to do better, Apple. Like, I know Apple's just doing what they want and doing their own thing, but they're looking like old crotchety, old, old crotchety people right now. Like you, you got to get you got to get your shit together, Apple. So, but with that, and by the way, I'm not just talking. Nick's nodding. <laughs> <laughs> Nick is nodding here. Uh, he forgets that we're on a podcast and not a stream. So, no, I, I don't. I don't want to just go on. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is why you got to get somebody to disagree with you sometimes. Like yeah, no, Nick I, has created it, that, and then sometimes we just agree on all the stuff. Yeah, no, it's it's. I mean, yeah, this is a pretty straightforward issue in my opinion. So yeah, you're you're right on. All right, so we're gonna start closing up here. I would like to thank everybody for listening again this week on Mash Those Buttons. What do we have? We are going to have obviously a new Mash Those Buttons show. There's going to be a new Double Tap. There's going to be a new Push the Point. Which actually be pretty good because uh, you know the Overwatch League playoffs. I'm pretty sure that's going on right now. Gonna have a new Torn and Goblin. Is this a Wild Talk week, Nick? You guys have a new, wild, be talk new wild Talk this week, right? this week too. Yes. All right, and we're gonna yeah. have a new Dropping Spicy as well. But go ahead. I was gonna say it's busy. We got Shadowlands coming out in like forty some odd days, so all the wild stuff is gonna be coming at you hot and unfast. There you go. So yeah, check out those shows if you're interested in any of those games. Uh, if you want to keep up with what's going on with us, you can follow us on twitter.com slash the mash network. Nick, why don't you tell them where they can find you? You can find me here on the mash those buttons network. I'm on the torn and the goblin, the Warcraft story and lore show. Uh, this week we uh, are talking about the uh, afterlives, Ardenweald cinematic and the, the sadness and, and tragedy that befell that. And uh, also, uh, also we'll be do- doing a bunch of live recordings this week too, as we uh, got more stuff to talk about. And then uh, over on wow talk, um yeah we'll just have more uh wow news and, and guild stuff so uh check those out and i am at wookiebh on twitter all right and i am josh Tradamus on twitter and you can also find us on our discord which is mash.gg slash discord you can join our community you can come and hang out with me and nick play some games sometime 
Uh, we encourage you guys to, you know, contact the show with comments and questions. So if you want to reach out to us, you can reach out to us on Twitter. Uh, you can reach out to us on Discord. You can also email us at contact at mash.gg if you want to. If you enjoy the show and you want to help us out, the best way to do that is to share the show with others and to rate and review the show on your podcast platform of choice. And if you want to take your support a bit further, you can become a supporter on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash mash those buttons. And you can help support mash those buttons with tiers starting at $1 a month. You can gain early access to content as well as exclusive content. I know for Q4, we are going to have early access to a show. That thing is going to be like two or three month early access. So really looking forward to getting that information out. But so, but we, we do have some, uh, some stuff coming for the Patreon. We also have a Teespring to- store, which is teespring.com slash store slash mash those buttons. And like I mentioned earlier, we do have a Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. And you could subscribe there if you want to support. That'd be a big help as well. I would encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show here about more about to hear more about Mash's buttons. And with that, we are done for this week. Thank you guys very much again. Enjoy your week. Stay safe out there. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out mashthosebuttons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash mashthosebuttons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at twitter.com slash the Mash Network, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash discord. 